Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast and Postgame Show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. The Chicago Bears are officially on the clock with the eighth pick of the 2018 NFL Draft, and we are live. And I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. This episode is one of our highly anticipated instant reaction and analysis of that Bears 2018 first-round pick. I'm Eros Littlewit. I'm joined by my two Bears brothers, Brandon Hazlett and Nicholas Moriano. Gents, the day, I mean, scratch that, the moment has finally arrived as our Bears are sitting on the clock. All offseason, we've anticipated this moment. We've speculated what will happen. And in just a few minutes, we're going to go ahead and find out. So far, we've seen Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, Denzel Ward, Bradley Chubb, and Quentin Nelson. And Buffalo just traded up to number seven. And Brandon, do they? Do we have a pick yet? Yes, they have taken quarterback Josh Allen. All right. Wow. So Josh Allen is going to the Buffalo Bills. So Nick, I'm going to hand it over to you real quick. I want to know who's left on your big board and what does your gut say the Bears are going to do here? Yeah, obviously, uh, I like my guy Marcus Davenport, but you have Tremaine Edmonds, Rokon Smith, Minka Fitzpatrick. There's a bunch of good names left on here. And I mean, with the Buffalo Bills selecting uh, Allen over Rosen, that's pretty surprising as well. But um, yeah, there's definitely some quality players left. Be interesting to see who Ryan Pace actually hits on. But I guess we'll find out in a couple minutes, you guys. No kidding. And uh, Brandon, I want to know, what are your final thoughts here before the Bears go and actually announce this pick? Do you think they actually trade back? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, when you look at what Tampa got from Buffalo, uh, they got their first runner and then two second rounders. I think if Ryan Pace gets something like that on the table for pick eight, I don't know why he wouldn't trade back. Yeah, that's a very nice deal. One, I wish would have just lasted one more pick because the Bears would have been able to grab, uh, two more second rounders. That would have been huge. So I'm looking at my big board and a few names are just popping up. I see Roquan Smith, Harold Landry, Tremaine Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, Marcus Davenport, and Derwin James. Uh, out of all those, of course, I've been on the Roquan Smith train for about a month and a half now. I think getting him uh, just solidifies the middle of the field for the Bears in terms of the linebacking position. Uh, Nick, while we're waiting, do you want to maybe explain to Bears fans why you're still hoping out for Marcus Davenport here? 
Oh, yeah, there's just so much upside there. And I think with uh, Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator to mold a guy with all this raw ability, I think he would be a great compliment to Leonard Floyd off the edge. And the Bears, obviously, that's a big need for them. That's why when I'm looking at a Roquan Smith, I'm thinking, yes, the Bears can get him. And you do uh, you upgrade that inside linebacker position, but it's not necessarily filling a need right now. And the Bears do have a couple of needs. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know ex- if the Bears are actually going to do that, obviously, but I can definitely see it happening because it is a need for the Bears right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Brandon, how much time's left? I don't know. Fox won't change it over. It still says the the Bills selection on there. Oh, of course. So we're going to be uh, so, doing yeah, this. No, it, That's all right. That's okay. We got this. So we're still waiting for the pick to come in. And as soon as it does, we're going to instantly break it down. We're going to have an in-depth discussion of how that player is going to fit on this team, our expectations for his rookie year, how the pick's going to affect like the rest of the draft. And of course, we're going to hand out an instant grade because we know just how useful those can be. So Nick, I want to know right now, say they don't go Marcus Davenport. What's your plan B? Marcus, if they don't go Marcus Davenport, I think Tremaine Edmonds might be the guy. Again, this is a guy, 19 years old. He turns 20 on May 2nd. And the way that he played this year, just at the time of Virginia Tech and what he was able to do, he's still a raw guy, raw talent who can, if Vic Fangio, if the Bears want to make him an edge rusher, they possibly could do that. He's still such a young prospect. So I think this just fits what Ryan Pace has done in the past, drafting these athletic guys with a lot of upside. Tremaine Edmonds could fit that mold. And, you know, whatever way the Bears defense, the Bears want to use them, uh, they could definitely have time to do that. Um, Obviously, the Bears need to start winning now, but Edmonds is a guy that can potentially be whatever you want him to be. There we go. The Bears are not trading back. I see that their pick is in. They have turned in their cards. So now we kind of sit and play uh, the waiting game, which, of course, Makes me sweat just a little bit more as we're waiting here. So pick number eight, Brandon, while we were waiting, uh, you can let me know as soon as you could tell walking up to the podium, I'm, by the I'm way. I'm still looking at the Bills selection. I've seen Josh Allen's stats like three times on the TV. <laughs> oh, there we go. Now it's finally switched over to the Bears. All right. Well, I want to know, Brandon, <laughs> while we're waiting, uh, how can Ryan Pace actually mess this up? I hope he doesn't. I don't believe he will. But what would happen in your mind that says he screwed up the number eight overall pick? Uh, I think maybe he just types up a guy that, uh, we could have gotten if we were at like pick 15 or so, like if he's that high on a guy uh, and doesn't see the, the value in turning back and getting some extra picks because the bears don't have a third round. I think that's really, really the only way he could screw it up. There's a lot of good, uh, potential young players here at eight still with all the quarterbacks going, uh, before the bears here. There we go. So I see on Twitter who it is, which is a really weird position to me to be in. I knew I shouldn't have kept it up, but I like to keep, I want to make sure what everyone's tweeting about. So I know the pick and I feel weird. I don't know if I want to explain it or not. Cause we said Brandon was going to have the duty. So I wanted him to do it this year. So come on, Fox, get their, get their stuff together. Well, but, that was uh, not even up to the podium yet. So, oh my goodness. Who was you know, the pick? Who was the pick? Hmm. The well, pick. I'll tell you one thing. It's a defensive player. Well, yeah. No. Did you get the, the pick right? You're right. God. Uh, me? Yes, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think I did. Um, I, I, Brandon, I'm gonna steal your thunder here. Go for it. I mean, if Goodell changes it up there, let me know. But it seems like the Bears are gonna select Georgia linebacker Roquan Smith with the eighth overall pick. So Nick, I want to know your thoughts here because your first word that came out of your mouth was no. Well, you were right. I wanted to be right. That's just a pride thing, honestly. But yeah, Roquan Smith, I guess now 
the Bears really, um, when you think about it, especially at that linebacker position, that's such an important position in Vic Fangio's defense. And this is a guy, Roquan Smith, so versatile, can just run sideline to sideline with the best of them, has that speed. Um, he's going to be, you know, hopefully the face of this Bears defense. That's what you want him to be. He was a great leader at Georgia and did some great things there. Um, yeah, well, you were right. Uh, you, you got the pick in your mock draft. Uh, you obviously really like him. Can you, I mean, you should tell us more about him. I mean, that's very fair. I mean, again, the biggest knock, and I know a lot of Bears fans are wondering, what about his size? And again, I've talked about it on previous podcasts. I talked about it in my mock draft. Don't worry about his size. He's not going to be asked to attack downhill, you know, multiple times per series. I mean, yes, you're going to have teams run the ball against you, but the NFL is evolving into more of a passing league. We've known that. We've seen that happen over the past decade plus. He's going to be a guy who, kind of like Brian Urlacher in a way, can take away the middle of the field, take away the tight ends, take the routes, not only the routes that are developing in front of him, but also the routes behind him. He has that kind of football awareness, that kind of football feel, especially in zone coverage, to do those sorts of things. He's going to make life difficult for opposing quarterbacks in the middle of the field in terms of the passing game, but even in a running game, this guy has tremendous instincts. He knows how to take the perfect routes to get to the ball carrier quickly. He knows how to avoid blockers because, of course, with his size, the big question is if a blocker gets on him, can he disengage? Can he shed that block and get to the ball carrier? I think he can. Obviously, the Bears think he can. The Bears are super high on him to take him here with the number eight pick. Um, Brandon, I want to go over to you. Initial thoughts on the Roquan Smith pick. I think it's a good signing, especially since uh, we know kind of what the durability is with the Bears linebackers uh, as it is. Leonard Floyd, Danny Trevathan, Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, Jarrell Freeman even. Uh, the other outside linebacker positions kind of been a rotating door between uh, Willie Young, Sam Acho, uh, players like that who Sam Acho has been healthy, but he just doesn't play very much. Uh, but the other guys really have durability issues, and this is where Roquan Smith can definitely come in uh, and be an impact player right away, especially if these guys – which I would find very unfortunate since we got a new strength and conditioning coach, uh, would be able to step in right away and fill the gaps if these guys are unable to uh, stay healthy at the beginning of the season. Exactly. And Roquan Smith, he's someone who, in many ways, I think is a pace pick because he's super athletic. He has great athletic ability. He's fluid in space. Just things like that, I believe, make him the pick. And again, we had our one of our site writers, Will Ingles, on about, what, three, four weeks ago now? And we were talking about Nick Kwiatkowski. That we asked him, Will, do you believe that Nick Kwiatkowski is someone who the Bears can still build around? Is he someone who can be an every-down linebacker? And he pretty much flat out said he didn't believe so, that he believed that he was still a coverage liability and that he was going to continue to be one. So obviously the pick here with Roquan Smith is to shore that up. Nick? Over to you. Anything new that you want to mention to bring to the table? Um, I mean, not not necessarily new, but he was the Buckus Award winner coming to Chicago Bears. It's fitting now that we have a linebacker winning that prestigious award. But uh, just some back. I mean, this is a guy. I mean, the big thing with me, with him, personally, uh, I was watching some of his tape. There were times where these bigger offensive linemen did get a hold of him, even though he has his versatility, the speed. Once they got a hold of him, being at – He's listed at six foot one, 225 pounds. They were able to push him around a little bit. And obviously coming to the NFL, that's going to be a tougher task. Um, and again, this doesn't fill. And Will, we were talking about this before we went live. This is not filling a hole for the Bears. It's upgrading a position. Now the Bears, the second, you know, in these fourth rounds, because they don't have this third round and they need to go address wide receiver, edge rusher, left guard. There's still a lot of premium positions that need to be filled. But I, honestly, this is probably going to be a great pick for the Bears. I think Roquan Smith 
he can be a very good player. And like I said earlier, they need somebody to be the face of that defense, someone who's going to make these tackles, make these plays, drop back in coverage, like you said. Uh, we'll just have to see how it uh, pans out. But it looks like Nick Kwiatkowski's out of a job, right? Well, it's interesting because, I mean, yes and maybe no. We'll see. I believe he's not going to be the starter now. That's fine. Nick Kwiatkowski, he's really only been the starter uh, in terms of filling in for injuries, uh, Jarrell Freeman with all of his, of course, PED issues and on top of that. So he's a fourth round pick. Nothing like we haven't invested a ton in him. So something I'm okay with if we move in another direction. But it's funny because I brought it up during our mock draft special, right? I was like, hey, they put Nick Kwiatkowski in front of the media last week. I don't know. That might be a smokescreen. Maybe it was. Uh, I said perhaps, and it kind of feels like it now. So, Brandon, when you're looking or you're thinking about Roquan Smith, I want to know about his impact. How do you think he's going to impact this team right now in 2018 and then projecting out a little bit into the future? I think uh, familiarity with Leonard Floyd uh, at Georgia is really going to play a big part as far as him being acclimated into the NFL and learning the defense really quickly because Leonard Floyd, he's already got this, I don't want to say he's got the defense figured out, uh, but he's been around Vic Fangio enough to know what to expect, and he's going to be able to pass that along to Roquan Smith, so that'll be able to help him pick up the defense a little more quickly, be a much more impactful player, especially early on. I don't know necessarily that we're going to expect him to be a guy that's going to go get 100 tackles in a year. I don't know necessarily we see that out of a rookie. It'd be really cool. Uh, but I'm not going to expect that. I'm not going to set you know, too high of expectations. I want him to be a guy that's going to come in and be solid, uh, not be a guy that's going to uh, kind of like an early Christian Jones or Shane McClellan. Like we don't ex- I don't expect that either. So I expect him to be a solid player as a linebacker early, and then as he continues to grow, I am going to expect him to be that guy that can get to 100 tackles, uh, similar to a Jarrell Freeman. He's going to be a very good cover guy like you guys were talking about earlier. Uh, he'll be able to get tackles that way. Uh, give quarterbacks fits, especially the older he gets, you know, maybe even get the set. I don't know if there's a, a stat for linebackers with interceptions, but maybe he could set the bears record for that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there is one. He can make a stat about anything. I mean, oh, it's 2018. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> but Nick, I want to know, thinking about Roquan Smith's rookie year here in Chicago, what would be proper expectations? He is a number 10, uh, top 10 overall pick. Yeah. So obviously I think he should win the starting job and be a day one starter with uh, the Bears defense, even though Nick, like we we mentioned, Dan Trevath and Nick Krakowski are there, should be able to take over that position. And he's going to be tested really early on with the first game of the season playing against Aaron Rodgers. So um, short term, I think this is a guy, again, should win starting job. And just each game should look to get better at some aspect of his game, um, whether it's fighting off those blocks from those bigger offensive linemen to learning now he's good at dropping back into coverage, but you got to know where to be exactly in that coverage. And you'll learn that with coaching from Vic Fangio, but yeah, this is going to be a guy uh, that I expect to be that day one starter to obviously compete for that starting job and just, you know, retain it for the throughout the rest of the season. And, you know, moving forward now, this is a top 10 pick Roquan Smith's pick for a reason. Um, Hopefully he, you know, pans out here in Chicago. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's the thing about, too, you're thinking about it. He's now paired with one of the best defensive coordinators in the game with Vic Fangio. He already has elite physical traits. Now he has an elite coach to help him out to take his game to the next level. That's what really gets me excited when I think about Roquan Smith. Having, again, when we lost Brian Urlacher, we have not had a linebacker manning the middle of the field anywhere near his caliber. Now, I'm not going to say Roquan Smith is near Brian Urlacher's caliber, but he's the best next thing that we have had ever since his departure. So that's what, as a Bears fan, excites me because we know the history of linebackers in Chicago. Butkus, Urlacher, Urlacher Singletary, Briggs. These are things that we take pride in. And I think Roquan Smith, when you're looking a decade, 10, 20, 12 years down the line, I think he's going to be another guy that we can kind of hold our heads high about, be proud that he was a Chicago Bear and just have 
countless memories of him just taking over games. And that's what I'm excited for when I think about Roquan Smith. So I'm looking at his PFF, his uh, scouting report over there. And they talk about his elite coverage skills, uh, his incredible speed and burst. He had 74 defensive stops over uh, the last season, which is the second most in the nation amongst all linebackers. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. And on top of that, he's pretty decent when he uh, is called upon on a blitz. He had a pass rushing productivity of 29.6. Don't know what that exactly means, but it does mean something when it's the number one mark against uh, on all inside linebackers in the SEC last year. Um, and he's another player who I see here. He was his best in big games uh, in the SEC championship game and in the college football playoffs. So he's someone who steps up when the situation calls for it. And I think here in Chicago, we're hoping to have more meaningful games. So having a player who can do that, of course, is exciting. And it's just it's too good of a fit to be true in some ways. So that's a few reasons why I'm excited about him. Nick, I know you're disappointed that you weren't right. And I was <laughs> and I have to one more time. But. When you think about Roquan Smith, what about you get what about him gets you excited? Well, we were talking about mentioning all these names at linebacker for the Bears, Singletary, Urlacher, Buckus. That's what this city's been known for for the longest. And we've kind of gotten away from that over these past couple of years with that Tressman era going offense and whatever the Fox era was, whatever you want to distinguish that as. But the Bears have always been known for having these great linebackers. Someone that is when you go against this defense, you're going to have to watch out for him every play because not only is he going to mess you up, but he's going to make sure everybody's in position to make plays. Roquan Smith now, now with this pick, he is going to be tasked to do that. And that is that is exciting for Bears fans who have grown up watching defensive football when the defense wins games. So that's what gets me excited to see that he's going to be that guy now. This, this former Georgia Bulldog is now going to be a Chicago Bear, and he is going to be the face of this defense. I know he's obviously a rookie coming into this league, but I'm expecting, you know, with this role now being a linebacker for Vic Fangio's defense, who uh, I, I was actually, um, it was at the, the Athletic had a live chat and uh, Kevin Fishbane at, answered one of my questions. He said that linebacker for Vic Fangio's defense is such a hard position to play. They're tasked to do with so many things they're, they're tasked with. So that's what Roquan's going to have to do. I think he's a smart enough guy to do it. He's going to have to obviously take time, but it's exciting to know, that he's now we have a guy that's going to do it. It was Nick Okowski, Dan Trevathan, good players, but now you have a top 10 prospect who is going to be that guy take over. That's exciting. It is. It really is. I'm going to swing that same question over to B. What's up, man? Yeah. Nick just said something that really uh, sparked what I wanted to say here regarding uh, what makes me excited about it is the smart, something we hadn't talked about much before uh, this point. Uh, reading an article here on SB Nation about him uh, in the college football playoff game, and there's one play where they're showing uh, Baker Mayfield running a, a reverse jet sweep uh, with one of his receivers, and Roquan is disciplined enough to know that Baker's got the ball, and when he sees he pitches it, he's got the quick athleticism ability and the, the vision to read it and react to it to where he's able to create a tackle in the backfield, and he's obviously standing in the middle of the field as a linebacker. Uh, so that's, first of all, impressive that he's – uh, got the IQ to stay disciplined 
know exactly where he needs to be at on the field on top of the athleticism. Um, and like Nick just said, a linebacker for Vic Fangio is one of the toughest things you can do uh, as a defensive player. Uh, so really to have a guy who's going to be in there in the film room uh, learning as much as he can, I think that's really going to show. And I mean, he's just going to be joining a, another litany of smart linebackers with Leonard Floyd and Danny Trevathan. So I think really this linebacking core is solidified now. Yeah. I mean, still, I think edge rusher is still probably one of my top needs uh, here right. for the bears, but I've been doing some quick research while you guys were talking real quick on Roquan Smith, and I found some stuff from his high school days that I want to kind of pass along. Uh, there was one game. I don't know if he was a junior or a senior um, just yet. I'm kind of still scrolling uh, with my eyes as I'm speaking. But when he was in high school, he got suspended for a game by his coach because he thought that the team was just unfocused, um, not really paying attention. So you, Smith was like one of eight players who got suspended. Uh, Smith took that and turn it into motivation. He took the blame uh, for it as well. So someone we talked about his leadership, his accountability, someone who, even though that um, things didn't work out the way he wanted in high school in terms of winning a state championship, he took the blame for that as a person. So for him to go ahead and do that in high school, just as a testament, imagine what kind of leader he grew into in Georgia. I, I've, I'm going to yet to find that. Um, but again, his leadership something I've always seen high marks on, and that's exciting because you can't have too many great young leaders on this team. You're looking at Eddie Jackson, Adrian Amos, uh, Kyle Fuller, and now, of course, Roquan Smith. You know Danny Trevathan's still going to be a very vocal uh, leader in that locker room. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how these two kind of, I don't say duke it out, but you can see how Roquan Smith might try to take some leadership, and then we'll see how Danny Trevathan reacts to that. Hopefully he does it in a positive way, a professional way. I'm sure he will. But how the locker room kind of looks up to these linebackers it's something that I think that we need to keep an eye on. Of course, I think there's room for both of them to be a leader. Danny Trevathan's been here. He's been around the block, so he's that veteran presence. But I think Roquan might be that emotional leader to get this team rallied behind him, rally the troops. And that's something um, I think is the underrated aspect of some players' games. And I think that's something that Roquan Smith kind of sold the bears on. I think that's why Ryan Pace was so high in him in the first place on top of all that athletic abilities. But, Nick, I want to go over to you. What else do you think Roquan Smith brings to the table? You know, uh, I was actually going to go back to his high school days because you go mentioned ahead. it, uh, Will. Um, he's from Mason County. And it's about 15,000 residents. And I read a good article on him. Uh, the community there, just they they love Roquan Smith and what he was able to do there. Just not even just on the field, but off the field. So much so that Macon, Macon County, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, the local government, school system there, uh, they're all working to have a Roquan Smith day after this season uh you know after the georgia season was over they're trying to get that um working out and you know maybe seeing him drafted obviously very very um prideful in this guy and what he was able to do so appreciative that like i said they're gonna try to have his own day so it just speaks to you know roquan's character what he was able to do and the influence he had on all these people um in that story it was just talking about how he worked with um an older man i forgot what job they were essentially it was construction work and he tells like this construction, this, this guy, uh, he shows him a new way how to do his job and he's been doing it for years, but it just shows, uh, you know, the kind of guy that Roquan Smith is. And I just wanted to share that little tidbit story with you guys. Um, sure. but yeah, having, having your own day in honor of you because of what you did at your high school days and the community loves him there and hopefully, you know, Chicago loves him. 
Yeah. And on top of this, I want to talk about a little bit of his uh, confidence, because, of course, we all know with all football players, confidence is number one, especially on defense. But he's someone I told you, he steps up in the big games and he doesn't let the big stage kind of put any pressure on him. And I found this quote from him. He says, I know what I can do. So I'm confident in my abilities when I come out into the field. I feel like at the end of the day, if you're confident in yourself, why worry? Why worry about it when you know you can do whatever it takes? That's Roquan Smith for you in a nutshell. Brandon, over to you. What do you think Roquan Smith brings to the table? I, I found this kind of interesting. I was reading an article from uh, Jeff Dickerson who said, you know, who's could coincidentally uh, 6'1 and close to 240. That's Patrick Willis. And he kind of goes on to make this, not comparison, but just kind of the type of players uh, that's expected out of Vic Fangio's defense. How important that inside linebacker uh, position is, is Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Uh, when Vic Fangio was over there in San Francisco and he had those two. Now he's saying Danny Trevathan uh, and Rokon Smith could potentially be those guys. And I think that's absolutely, uh, I don't want to say spot on, but I mean, I think that's pretty close. Those are, I mean, these are two, two comparable guys who are both pretty smart, both about the same athleticism, uh, about the same measurables. I just, I just find that very interesting. And I think that that's something that uh, we can really uh, grow to love here in Chicago pretty quickly. If we can get two guys who compare like Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis, uh, and I, I don't know necessarily that's going to come right away. Uh, I think Roquan Smith's going to have some learning to do, but from the sounds of it, he learns pretty quick. So I'm pretty excited to see uh, what's going to happen here, uh, especially in the long term, if they can hold on to Danny Trevathan like I, I think they can. Okay, Nick, do we actually get to thank Mel Tucker if this pick pans out? I guess we can. I mean, he did help mold <laughs> him, you know? <laughs> so I guess we can thank Mel Tucker for those God awful days and what was that 2014 20 yeah, I, I took those years out of my life like I legitimately <laughs> probably the best idea no yeah definitely so I guess yeah we can we can thank uh Tucker from here but that's about it I mean he keep producing great prospects we'll take them just stay there in Georgia and we'll take the prospects to Chicago there we go. So yeah, Roquan Smith, he was the Buckus Award winner, and he was also the SEC Defensive Player of the Year by the Associated Press. So of course, he's a great talent, but with all great talent, like all people, there are weaknesses. Nick, you talked about his terms of his size and maybe not being able to shed blocks. Is that the number one weakness? And do you have any others that maybe you want to kind of mention? You know, when I was watching his tape, uh, just because you know, I, we didn't know who the pick was going to be, that was a big thing that stuck out. I know I mentioned the national championship game against Alabama where linemen were able to get to him. I met, I saw that a couple other games, but I think that is his biggest weakness. And once he, you know, he just gets to learn to play better with his hands, uh, get, you know, offensive linemen out of position to where they're, they can't get their hands on him. And it's already tough as it is because he's so fast and so shifty and can run sideline from sidelines. So, you know, offensive linemen got to catch him first and got to be able to block him first in order to, you know, play to their advantage on him. But I would say that is his biggest weakness because offensive linemen, if they do get their, their hands on Roquan, they, they can manhandle him. But again, like I said, we'll see if that happens. Uh, Vic Fandu is going to teach him all that he knows, and he's going to learn from Danny Trevathan, who is also an undersized inside linebacker. So he's going to have a you know a good veteran to learn from. But I would say that is his biggest weakness. Interesting. I just saw a tweet from Larry Mayer, and this is a this is a fun fact. I like fun facts, and this fact is fun. Roquan Smith, he is the 94th player the Bears have selected in the first round of the NFL draft. He is the first one to have a Q in his name. Wow, that is a fun fact. It's a weird fact, but it's a fun fact. Like, <laughs> right? wow, you go all this way. No one had a cue until now. I mean, Quentin Nelson <laughs> would have been one as well, but that, that didn't work out. But, no, yeah, Roquan Smith. Uh, so he's the first one to have a cue, and the Bears not even. Well, now is the 94th Bears' first 
round pick. So guys, I want to play a little bit of best case, worst case in terms of his career. And I'm just going to split it up between you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and give Brandon, you know, Brandon, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to give you best case. Okay. So uh, best, best case. case, uh, best case. I think he's really going to be a, a, a multiple time pro bowler. Uh, maybe even get himself into Canton if he's, you know, best what? case. Best case. Okay. I mean, you're right. I mean, that's every player's best case. You, right. you got every, me there. Okay. That's why I had to say it. Uh, but no, I think that he's definitely got uh, the athleticism and the smarts to be able to reach that caliber. Uh, it's just a matter of how long Vic Fangio is going to stay, if the defense changes over time. I mean, there's a lot of things that are really going to impact how, uh, how good he can be in his career. Uh, but if things stay as steady as they can be with Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator, as long as they can keep him, and he's got a good supporting cast. I, I definitely see him being a guy that can – uh, for the Bears, that can be that 100-plus tackler almost every year and make the Pro Bowl eight, nine times, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I can see him being a perennial pro, pro bowler, an all-pro, someone who, I mean, you're looking maybe five years down the line. If things turn out correctly, maybe he's up for defensive player of the year. If the Bears have a solid defense around him, we all know he can't do it by himself. But he has all the intangibles. It's just if he can adapt to the NFL with his a little bit of a lack of a size, and if he can handle uh, the NFL offensive lineman, if he can learn how to shed those blocks, not get stuck, learn how to work the second level just a little bit better, things for Roquan Smith are definitely uh, looking pretty good. So, Nick, we talked about what's best case. What's worst case here? So I think the worst case scenario for um... – See, that's a tough one. I think if he only plays with his talent, so that speed, and doesn't actually learn how to set up blocks or knows how to maneuver around them, that can learn. That can come back to bite Roquan Smith. Obviously, he's going to have to learn the game and not just rely on those instincts, those uh, natural talents that he has. Because if he does, and he allows these offensive linemen to block him, and he's you know that undersized comes back to bite him. This this could be you know maybe just an average pick, a guy that just kind of fills a role, fills a hole, and that's about it. It's not the that impact player that you want. So I think it's all about developing those, you know, further developing those skills and learning the intricacies of playing inside linebacker for a three-four defense in Vic Fangio's scheme. That's going to be huge in year one, and he's going to have a lot of growing pains. I just know it uh, because, like we said, it's a very hard position to play, especially as a rookie coming in. But I think. If in terms of just what um, the worst case would be, just an average player only allow only relies on like his speed to make plays, doesn't know where the hole's going to be. But I just don't see that happening. He's a yeah, smart player. Either. The instincts are there. Here, see that's the big thing with Roquan Smith. He already has the instincts. You can't teach that in the player. You can't teach better instincts. That's just natural, and he naturally has that. So I don't think it's going to be. I don't think his floor is too low. That's the thing. He'll be a good player, just not a what we're hoping could be that next face of the franchise. So it's not a, a low ceiling for me. Just if he just doesn't learn the NFL game that can hurt him. See, now this is interesting because you brought up how you can't teach uh, the instincts. That's something that comes naturally. You, do you know what else comes naturally? Physical attributes. So he's number one, he's highly athletic and he's crazy smart, high football IQ, very, uh, again, high, like instincts in game during plays knows how to read, uh, like zone reads. He knows how to sniff those out. He knows how to, of course, attack sideline to sideline in the backfield plays behind him. He just has a great feel for the game. And when you have a great feel for the game and you're also super athletic, oh man, special things can happen with your career. And that's why I, Ryan Pace went ahead and made this pick. So guys, when I'm, I'm trying to think where I want to take this conversation. And I mean, I just get excited when I'm talking about Roquan Smith again, Nick, I was right. And you were wrong. 
But uh, anything before we start wrapping it up and putting some final touches on this conversation, we're going to be here all draft weekend. Do you guys have anything else about Roquan Smith that maybe you found during your research real quickly while we've been going live? B, how about you? Uh, the one thing that really just that I found that I didn't quite realize is really just his uh, football IQ, which is something that we talked about earlier, just how quick uh, he is able to diagnose plays and how quickly he can react to them. That's uh, just something that really is going to help him in Vic Fangio's system, like we've said a couple of times already. There we go. Yeah, he's a player who I think is only going to keep getting better, especially with a great coach in Vic Fangio. I'm going to keep talking that up. But what about you, Nick? You know, no, I mean, I mentioned uh, the things I wanted to mention about Roquan. Uh, it's going to be fun to see him in training camp. That's all I'm going to say. Just seeing that speed at that position along with Danny Trevathan, that's going to be fun to see how they maneuver the middle of the field and, you know, protect it from Mitch Trubisky in camp. That's going to be fun to see. Yeah, it really is. No doubt about it. So, guys, we now have another linebacker on this team, but we still have a whole draft to go. I want to know how does this pick kind of affect the remaining draft strategy? B, I want to go to you first. Uh, it really makes it interesting, I think, because – Obviously, the Bears still have some holes, uh, left guard, edge rusher, uh, wide receiver. Uh, and without the third round, I mean, we got to really – Ryan Pace really has to decide what's more important to him right now uh, coming up in the second round uh, tomorrow unless magically decide to trade up again into tonight, which is something we talked about before we went live. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's really going to depend what he feels is – is important and it also kind of depends where the board lays because he likes to choose best player available uh, and i i don't know where his board ranks uh it's a very hard question to answer for me because i just really don't know i really don't know how how to best answer that because we just don't know how the rest of the board's gonna fall yeah exactly there's a lot of uncertainty of course nick i want to know right now if you had a number one need still on this team what would your number one need be they're getting an edge rusher. It's uh, I think that has got to be the pick in the second round. If you go be below this, if you don't pick up somebody right now in the second, uh, second round on tomorrow, it really drops off from there. You could still get some good talent, and obviously the picks are still coming in. But I would, I love Lorenzo Carter. I had him in my first mock. I know you had him in the, your last mock, uh, Will, and we would have you know three Georgia Bulldogs on this Bears defense. <laughs> um, that would be fantastic. You would have Lorenzo Carter on one end. Floyd, Roquan, yeah, that would be a pick I, I would like to see, but definitely edge rusher. Like I said, go be below this. Don't pick it up here. The talent really drops off, and I don't think they can afford that right now. You can go get your offensive lineman or receiver later. Um, you guys, They have some guys there right now. At edge rusher, it's Leonard Floyd. Sam Acho can play, but you don't want him to be the starter. He's a serviceable guy. He's not going to be a flashy player. You get a young guy who can be molded, and he's going to have some work. Obviously, Leonard Floyd's still working on his pass rush moves. You get a Lorenzo Carter, whoever it may be, uh, you can develop that guy to hopefully go get after the quarterback. But I think it's got to be edge rusher. So if they take Will Hernandez tomorrow in the second round? Uh, that's a guy, <laughs> man. <laughs> yes, I would really like Will Hernandez. I really would. But I, I think now just... Gosh, I mean, why do you have to do that? I really like Will Hernandez. Really, that guy is a monster. That's why I'm saying it's really hard to know what he's going to do tomorrow because who knows if they take if Lorenzo Carter's off the board at 32 by the end of the night. I mean, yeah, I he, he very well could be, but uh, I'm going to stick with the edge rusher, even if Will Hernandez is on the board. Will Hernandez and Lorenzo Carter are on the board. I'm going to take Carter. Wow, all right, and you would be okay with me being right back to back. I want Will Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I would be. I would be. 
okay with you being right back to oh man that killed me wow yeah no yes I, i'd be all right with that and because the bears would be getting a lot better yeah you would croak if that happened i think i might too so it would just be the brandon show from that point forward <laughs> i want to share this stat i found on uh, pro football focus it's uh roquan smith he allowed only 5.7 yards per reception in his entire career um a number that would have ranked fourth in the nation among linebackers with at least 30 targets in 2017 alone just to kind of put a num- another number on how well of a coverage linebacker he is and while you guys were speaking we've built this whole offseason right on our offense on getting playmakers who can become mismatches and i believe that the entire nfl is of course always working on that every team is trying to get players who can become a mismatch i think roquan smith is like the counter to that he's someone who can block i mean block well i mean he probably could if you put him on special teams but (laughs) he's someone who can go out there and uh, cover a running back he can go out there and probably cover against a a tight end he can also do that against a slot receiver with his speed and i believe that's kind of the answer here for the bears defense they kind of see that that's going to be the trend and they're taking part of it as well in their offense so when you get roquan smith he's someone who can kind of take away those mismatches because he's your mismatch on defense are you going to whoever roquan smith's covering he's almost like a cornerback in a way like oh i don't know if i want to test that so for me roquan smith in terms of a coverage linebacker should just be exciting on multiple levels I want to add something real quick, too. I've seen today that Vic Fangio hit a hole-in-one on a golf course today, uh, and then he was kind of saying, I hope we go defense in the draft. I think he's hit two hole-in-ones today, if I'm not mistaken. Talk about a hole-in-one. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and break out the red pens, red sharpies, whatever you have next to you, and uh, let's go ahead and grade this pick. Uh, just kind of keep in mind things like value, need, fit, etc. I'll go ahead and begin to let you guys uh, go ahead and think about it a little bit. There's no way I don't give this an A. I had him in my mock draft a month and a half ago. Had him in my mock draft earlier this week. And heck, now he's a Chicago Bear. I'm very excited to have him here for all the reasons that we've talked about on the show. It's going to be a great leader. Someone who I believe can be the face of this defense for the next decade. A player who is going to be a ton of fun to watch. And I bet you he's going to make more plays against the run but burst through more blocks than you can imagine. He's going to be able to, Vic Fangio is going to coach him up. He's going to show him how to use his hand, how to dip the shoulder, how to take those. And the thing about Smith is he already knows how to take the perfect angle to the ball carrier. So he can attack left or right, whatever way he needs to go, he can do it. So for me, Roquan Smith, he's going to be, he's my guy. He's still going to be my guy. So I give him an A for all of those reasons. So Brandon, I'm going to go over to you. What do you grade this pick? I put the I put the value, especially if we're in the top 10, I'm going to put the value of the pick uh, way more above the need because I think when you're in a position like the Bears were this year drafting eighth overall, you want the best player on the board. And if they thought that's Roquan, Roquan Smith, then they got their guy, and that's exactly who they, they needed, I guess, to fill a need. Even though it wasn't a high need for the Bears, I think uh, a lot of people would rather see them go pass rusher like Nick or offensive lineman. Uh, I wouldn't want to go wide receiver uh, this high, really. Uh, example, Kevin White. Sorry, Kevin. Um, but I, I give this an A- minus because he's he's athletic, he's smart, uh, he knows what he's doing. I think he's going to learn the system pretty quickly uh, and really just a good value pick for the Bears. They have upgraded a position that was already pretty good. Now I think these inside linebackers are going to be pretty, pretty solid uh, moving forward. Yeah, and Nick, you know, all offseason, we've built this offense. Now we go first-round pick defense. We kind of all expected that, but you're great for this pick, Roquan Smith. And Brandon put it up perfectly. It's uh, about the best player available, and uh, my guy, Mark Stavenport, probably wasn't the best. He was more of a knee, but he could have been molded into something special. Still can be. But, uh, you know, I'll go uh, 
A minus because this wasn't my guy. I want Tremaine Edmonds still over Roquan Smith. Um, but still an A minus, it's still going to be a great player. Not that uh, my grade really devalues what he's going to be able to do in Chicago by any means. But yeah, it, it's a really good pick. Like you said, Brandon, probably the best player at, you know, at the number eight pick. So yeah, it, it, I would have to go with an A minus. All right. Uh, again, I mean, that's fine. Again, we talked about it on top of the show. These grades don't mean diddly, right? I mean, there's nothing like this grade now. We'll give it five years. It'll completely change. Give it two years. It'll completely change. Kevin White, we're all very excited about that. And well, we all saw exactly how well those grades kind of panned out for everybody. But hey, who knows? He has one more year to kind of change that. But getting back to the point at hand, I think we're about to wrap up here. So before we do, I just want to make sure to let you know that you can enter our free Chicago Bears jersey giveaway. We're only 24 iTunes reviews away from giving away a free Bears jersey. And when we started this, we had about 100 to go. So we're only down to 24. And if we do this soon, I would love to give you – you can get a Roquan Smith jersey of your choice. You can get any player that you want. But, hey, a free Roquan Smith jersey right now does seem pretty enticing, doesn't it? So, again, all you have to do is go ahead – Leave your review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Put your Twitter handle in the review so we know how to contact you. And if you don't have a Twitter and you want to still submit a review, feel free and just email me, send a screenshot, say, hey, Will, this is my review. And you can email us at thebearsbrothers at gmail.com. That way you can go ahead and still get submitted. And last case scenario, head over to our Facebook. We have a review section on there as well. Just leave a review and we'll still include you in this giveaway. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our goal is 3,000 subscribers by the beginning of next season. And I think we're only we're less than 600 away from that as well. So definitely an obtainable goal. I saw a message pop up down here by Brandon or Nick. I don't know who it was and what it was about, but what's going on? Yeah, I want to add something real fast just to kind of confirm that we really should be confident in this Roquan Smith uh, selection. Uh, a lot of people like Tremaine Edmonds, like uh, Nick and I, we had him over Roquan Smith, but Tremaine Edmonds is still on the board, which is interesting. So I think uh, the Bears definitely got the right linebacker if that's what they were looking for with Roquan Smith. There we go. And also, uh, I just want to say... Th- when I'm looking at all of this, uh, he had 74 defensive stops over last season, second most in the nation amongst all linebackers. So he's a good player. He really is. I mean, of course, Brian Pace wasn't going to steer us wrong, right? No, he wouldn't do that. He exactly. Do that. <laughs> all the confidence, none of the doubt. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I want to thank you all who have watched live. I saw the live numbers throughout the entirety. They were pretty huge. I want to thank you all for showing up. Keep showing up all weekend. We're going to be here each and every time that the bears are on the clock. And if you're listening to our podcast, I want to thank you too. And if you want to join us on YouTube, feel free. If not, we'll be publishing these podcasts as soon as possible after each live recording all weekend long, but that's going to do it for this episode. Again, Roquan Smith is officially a Chicago bear. We're going to be back as soon as the bears are on the clock again, maybe tonight. If not, we'll see you on Friday, but until then bear down Chicago. Bear down.